It's your boys. We're back again. The Tennis Podcast. <laughs> I immediately thought of that Slim Shady song. Shady's back. Back again. Tell us more. I, I'm not going to rap. I'm going to bow out of that. It's possible that Slim Shady time traveled and was referring to us. <laughs> yeah. To episode... I don't know. What is this? This is episode 29 of the Tennis Podcast. My name is Nick, by the way. I'm Brandon. My sidekick host. Nope, not a sidekick. Well, that's not what the people say. Well, the people are frequently wrong. Wait, who are the people? Our listeners are many legions of listeners. Oh, I just meant people in general. I meant all 8 billion people on the planet. Well, I know that based on everything you say on and off air, especially off air, you think our listeners are the lowest of the low. They're at the bottom of the 8 billion. I've never said that. Is there, are there 8 billion people in the world? No, but there's 8 billion listeners to our show. How many people are in the world? If you're a sponsor out there, there are 8 billion listeners to our show every week. How many people live on the world? 7.53 billion. I remember when I was a kid, I always heard the, the 6 billion. Well, it's, it's going up. I know. That's a lot to go up though. No shit. It's too many. Yeah. I know something needs to be done, but... I don't think that's a subject for us here today. Brandon, this is our podcast. Well, it's my podcast. It's it's shared. We can uh, talk about anything we want, but we're going to talk about something much less serious today. (laughs) Not genocide. No. If this is your first time listening, I have a top 10-ish list in front of me. Brandon does not know what the list is until about 10 seconds from now and he's going to try to guess the list in real time. Yes. Last week, we were in the realm of some heavy true crime with the FBI's most wanted fugitives. The week before that though, which was the last time I had the list duty, uh, we covered the best-selling video game consoles and that episode brought me so much nostalgia, Brandon. Mm -hmm. I've been playing a lot of my old video games since then, believe it or not. I did too. I fired up the, the Wayback Machine and played Super Mario World on Super Nintendo. The Wayback Machine, which video game console developer is that one? Uh, it's that little one. It's that little one I made, ah. my little retro pie. And if you follow us on Twitter at tennispod one zero ish pod, you can see I posted a link to the life hacker article I used to build mine. That's right. You should also follow us on at tennispod on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But anyway, the reason I brought that episode up is because I enjoyed the trip down memory lane and I wanted to have a similar feel for today's list. So, today's list is going to bring you back to your childhood or your adulthood depending on who you are. Uh, We're going to be talking today about America's favorite, most popular breakfast cereals. Excellent. I am a student of cereal. No, you're not. Yes. The only thing you're a student of is porn. Whoa. And Red Dead Redemption 2 and Roger Rabbit. This is how this list works. We're going to be looking at annual revenue figures for the top breakfast brands, breakfast cereal brands in America. This is US only. And I'm pulling the majority of my content today from kiplinger.com, which is an investing website. They covered the most popular breakfast cereal brands in guiding if you should buy stock in those companies or not. So, it was actually really helpful. Gave me a lot of the information I needed. Did you invest? I invested my life savings into every... (laughs) Your portfolio is all fucking cereal. That's right. Cereal and Paper Mario. 
that's that's the list today. And so it's Kiplinger.com. I also got a little bit of information from an article on today.com. Some from uh, our friends at Wikipedia, of course. And then my own brain, which is a treasure trove. Oh, God. Of breakfast cereal data and information also contributed to the list. Whatever. I got a pretty good brain. It's said a lot of good things too. I feel like every time you feel like you have a handle on whatever my list is, you suck. See, the last time you guessed the list. Why don't we start? Actually, I'm going to start with a little bit of overarching facts here. So, this is from Kiplinger.com. Americans, quote, gobbled up $8.5 billion worth of ready-to-eat cereal over the past year. Just four companies, General Mills, Kellogg, Post Holdings, and Quaker Foods, a division of PepsiCo, collectively accounted for $7.3 billion of the sale. So, what is that? What's 7.3 divided by 8.5? Oh, I know that off the top of my head. Okay. So, those four brands alone accounted for about 86% of all breakfast sales. I guess the rest are like those fucking knockoffs in the cereal aisle. The Malta Meals? I don't know what the brand is, but it's like... Malto Meal is made with a lot of extra iron. So, if you ever want to make your poop green, Whoa. eat a whole shitload of Malto Meal. And who doesn't want to do that? So, there you go. Free advice from Brandon and the Tennis Podcast on how to do that. Or eat chalk like my dog. <laughs> Market research firm Mintel found that 56% of millennials say they've eaten cereal as a snack at home in adulthood. Yeah. Compared to just 32% of baby boomers. What's the generation before baby boomer? Because I know that's what you are. <laughs> that's the greatest generation. Mom? Those are the ones who uh, saved the world from the Nazis. Oh, yeah. Because baby boomers came from all the people coming home from World War II. Right. They came home and, and went sex nuts. Whoa. Well, every day is uh, World War II at my house. Nothing, nothing gets the blood pumping like feeding the Axis powers. Of course. Uh, so, speaking of sex crazed, why don't we talk about what cereals are probably not in the top 10? I know one that is not in the top 10, but it, it would be if more people knew about it or had access to it and that's Waffle Crisp. How, do you know of Waffle Crisp? Oh, I know Waffle Crisp. A lot of people... Well, when I mention Waffle Crisp, because I mention it at any chance uh, that cereal comes up, remember <laughs> it from their childhood, but, you know, they miss it. But there is a grocery store chain in Northeast Oklahoma that started carrying Waffle Crisp. And the day that I found it was, it was definitely the best day of my life. The best day of your life, finding Waffle Crisp at Reese's yes. grocery store. Okay. So... Waffle Crisp is hard to find, so I don't think it's on the list. Is the birth of your children in the top 10 of greatest moments of your life? Yeah, I had to figure out if maybe one of them was ahead of the cereal. But neither one of them take me back to my childhood. No, they take you closer to your grave every day. Exactly. I have a few old cereals that never made it big that I'm going to shoot your way. You tell me if you think any of them made it in the top 10. Okay. They didn't, but uh, we got Wackies. <laughs> I've never heard of Wackies. From General Mills. That is an oat cereal with sweet banana flavor bits. Mmm. I mean, it does sound like a wacky idea. We got Sir Grape Fellow, which is grape flavored oat cereal and sweet grape star bits. Wait. <laughs> grape? Yeah, grape and milk don't mix. Maybe if you're from the greatest generation. <laughs> is there one that's 
motor oil flavored. <laughs> I think there's one that's orange juice. Yeah, orange juice. I, I have a friend, listener of the show, who would make his cereal even like as a teenager with orange juice because he didn't like milk. Orange juice and apple juice in like his Cheerios. Well, now that almond milk and other milk substitutes are available, does he choose to use those? I'll have to ask him. I'll get back to you next week. I am somewhat, well, I say somewhat because I still eat dairy and then I just get really sick. Uh, but I'm lactose intolerant and we didn't know that when I was a kid. You're lack of common sense intolerant too. Yeah, <laughs> just intolerant. Whenever I would eat cereal as a kid, I would just vomit <laughs> at some point throughout the day. And no one could put two and two together until uh, I was like a teenager and just sort of figured it out for myself that every time a dairy product entered my body, something foul would exit. Every time what entered your body? Dairy. Gary? Dairy. Gary? Every time a Gary entered your body? Uh, so, when... Uh, oh, Barry. Okay, every time Barry enters your body. When I found almond milk, almond milk is an excellent substitute and that is how I currently enjoy my cereal snacks. You know what I use for cereal? You know in Star Wars The Last Jedi when old Luke is squeezing the tit of whatever that mammoth thing is in the water and the mountain dew? Some sort of sea cow? <laughs> yeah, that's what I use in my cereal. That blue shit straight from the teat? <laughs> yeah, straight up my ass too, am I right? Oh my god. Other cereals on here. Mr. Wonderful's Surprise. <laughs> that's, uh, is it his dick in the box? Wonderful is spelled instead of F-U-L at the end, it's F-U-L-L, -L, like full. Uh, it's gross. And surprise is spelled with a Z. Hell yeah. That must have been in the 90s. Listen to this though. Creamy vanilla oh. and then in small print, artificial flavor, mm -hmm. filling. Ah, why everything about that turns my stomach. Where did you find that? This is on an article of like the worst cereals ever from Ula.com. Mr. Wonderful's surprise with a Z. And he is a man. He's got purple pants. Does he have a mustache? No, but he has crazy clown hair, but he's not a clown. He's wearing like a submarine. What's that called? The thing that comes up out of water in like a cartoons. A periscope? Yeah. He's, got, he's wearing that as like a hat. And he's opening what looks to be a coconut in his hands, but it's actually a cereal puff with artificially flavored vanilla filling. I should have just looked this up instead of trying to imagine it because I've, what I've imagined belongs in a horror film. During packaging, the Krispies tended to burst and dry chocolate globs settled to the bottom of the box. <laughs> so, it looked like there is mouse shit in the box. <laughs> Another one that I want to tell you about is Freakies. Freakies? And that came with a free freaky inside. Oh, that would have sold me when I was a kid. What, what is a freaky? Little critter? Yeah, a critter, but you know how most cereals will have like one mascot, like Toucan Sam? Or yeah. This, this one had five. Their names and their little, their freakies, their goblins, alien goblins named Gargle, Cowmumble, Grumble, Hamhose, Snorkeldorf, oh, there's seven, two more, Goody Goody, and their leader, <laughs> Boss Moss. Somebody spent a <laughs> lot of time coming they, up with that stupid shit. They live, they live in a cereal tree, which was magic, uh -huh. and the center of their freaky's fun, their freaky fun. Was this in the 80s? Does not say. This sounds like an 80s 
we're going to turn this into a merchandising behemoth. Let's start with a bunch of little goblins with stupid names. Hello, Cow Mumble. <laughs> what was the actual cereal like? I'm just looking at the box. They look like bright yellow Cheerios. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably a really boring cereal if they had to dress it up with a bunch of ghouls and goblins. The box has all these freakies on it and a tree with all the cereal growing. Okay. All right. And then a few more here. We got Crunchy Logs <laughs> from Kellogg's. That's what you uh, have if you're, it's what you poop if you're dehydrated. <laughs> Crunchy Logs had a mascot named Bixie Beaver. Oh, I get it. And literally the cereal's a bunch of logs. It looks, does it look like turds? Yes. But th that's not stopping Bixby Bieber from shoveling a, a <laughs> spoonful right in his mouth with a big smile. I got to look it up now. Crunchy logs with two Gs. But you know what? It, they come with 10 essential vitamins and minerals. Images for crunchy. Well, this looks like it was in the 70s or 80s. Okay, so they don't look exactly shit like. They look like. Pellets. They look, pellets, it, yeah. It looks like pellets for a pet beaver. Holy shit, when I typed that in, I found Urkel O's. Like Urkel? A picture of Steve Urkel. They're Urkel O's. They're by, uh, the, they're not by Post or Kellogg's or by Ralston. They are, um, strawberry and banana flavored Cheerio looking things. And there's a picture of Steve Urkel on the front dressed up like Uncle Sam. Naturally, naturally. He has a huge drum strapped to his chest like he would march in a band with and the band, the, the drum head says Urkel for president, free campaign button inside. <laughs> I would love if anyone out there has the Urkel for president campaign button, I'll pay you for it. Reach out and, and we'll, we'll make a deal. We'll do business. Urkel for president. Urkel campaign button. Brandon will make a deal. Two more cereals here to talk about and one is Magic Puffs. Now, Magic Puffs sounds mostly harmless based on cereal names but originally the Magic Puffs were filled with a quote, mysterious cream. Oh. Finding a mysterious cream in any part of your day is never good. Fuck did his cream come from? <laughs> the mascot is a magic hat with a face. His face is on the hat. Okay. And the puffs would dry out uh, and the cereal was quickly taken off shelves. Were you reading that from like across the street or something? Why, why did it take you so long to figure out the last half of that sentence? Because I lost my place in my notes. Is that okay? My notes are so vast. Hashtag Nick's notes are so vast and so deep and full of shit analysis. Yes. And the last cereal here, this is the actual name. Mm -hmm. Here's the full name. Grins and smiles and giggles and laughs. That had to be during the 70s. Oh, uh. The mascot was Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the old abusive man who lives down the street. <laughs> he was a machine that could only produce cereal when he was, quote, ticked off. So, he was angry like an old man. You're right. But he, he would produce cereal out of his machine nozzle when he was angry. Okay. I don't pretend to understand it, Brandon. When he pissed him off, he would shoot out a cereal called Giggles and Laughs and Chuckles and Yucks. Grins and smiles. 
<laughs> and this box I'm looking at came with free flare hardhead pens. <laughs> because uh, because pens are what kids are looking for in their cereal box. <laughs> Ooh, a pen. <laughs> it's a dangerous weapon. Well, I can't imagine why those didn't take off. Speaking of taking off, let's get to the actual top 10 here. You're going to be surprised at some of the heavy hitters that are not in the top 10. What about uh, Honey Nut Cheerios? Honey Nut Cheerios is number two. I knew it. You knew they were number two? Yep. Let me tell you about Honey Nut Cheerios. They are made from General Mills. Yeah. Their sales over the last year were $422 million and that comes from 129 million boxes sold. The average price of one box of Honey Nut Cheerios, $3.26. Isn't that all fascinating? I don't buy cereal that often anymore, but that seems cheap. I thought it was more expensive. Is that, oh, it's because there's two or three different sizes. It's the average. Yeah. yeah. So, Honey Nut Cheerios debuted in 1979, a brutal time for the US economy. This is after regular Cheerios was already out. So, to attract penny-pinching shoppers, <laughs> that this is a quote, to the new brand during this recessionary time, General Mills gave away 29 million coupons for free sample size boxes. It worked and Honey Nut Cheerios has been a top 10 cereal ever since. Well, two things. One, the cute little bumblebee probably helps. Oh, we're going to talk about the bumblebee, don't you worry. But I love the uh, sample size boxes. When you were a kid, were you really excited to get the variety pack? Yeah. Do they even still make the variety pack? I feel like I would probably go and pick that up. I don't know. Well, good times. Tell me about the bee. <laughs> yeah, good times. This is great. Even though Honey Nut Cheerios sits firmly at number two on this list with a ton of sales and boxes sold, they're actually down by 16% compared to the prior year. It's because there's the bees are dying. But the price of the box is lower now than last year too, which is good news for shoppers. Cost-conscious shoppers like yourselves. Me and Brandon don't worry about costs because we're millionaires from this podcast which has no ads and no revenue. You know what's sad is I'm definitely not a millionaire, but if I go into the grocery store to grab a couple things, I could grab a bottle of milk and the price on the shelf could say like $8 and I would probably just check out and leave and not even think <laughs> about it until I got home and was like, God damn, I guess that was kind of a lot for that milk. They could trick me anytime. I would never think about it at all because if I had milk in a shopping cart full of other things, I would never go back to the receipt and look at the price of the milk. I would just think about the total price of the groceries. They could be screwing me every time. Yeah, and even the total price sometimes, like I'll get four things and it's like $60 and I don't even think about it. I'm just, I just check out and leave and I, I guess they could be boning me over every time and I'd have no idea. Wait, you said Gary's been boning you over at the grocery store lately? All right. Get to the B. Brandon, before we get to the B, when you enter a grocery store, do you usually start in produce? Mm -hmm. Do you okay? You start in produce, wrap your way around. Yeah. Where's the last department you're in usually? Frozen. I come out of the frozen section, and you're I, so predictable. And I make a pass. I'm thinking about Reesers by my house. I come out of the frozen section. I make a swing pass to the pharmacy, and where you get your old man pills. No, I don't, but it's past that, but it's also where the, like, I don't get stuff there, the, the toiletries. 
Look, Brandon, I know you love Reesers, but even Reesers doesn't have toilet trees. <laughs> I told you, toilet trees don't exist as much as you want them to. Okay. Deodorant and stuff. Yeah, you pass the deodorant every time. Why? You need it. No, I go through that area because there's something I need there. You go through it, but you don't stop. I stop and get something each time. I don't need deodorant every week because... You do though. I'm telling you as someone who knows you that you do need deodorant every week. God bless. You are such a predictable simpleton taking that path through the grocery store. It's pathetic. I want to know about the bee. Okay, the bee is the official mascot of Honey Nut Cheerios only, not any other Cheerio brand. And he was first introduced in 1979, the same year the cereal came out. Mm -hmm. He did not have a name until the year 2000 when a fifth grade student won a national contest to name him. Do you know oh, what he named? Oh, God. What the student named him? I don't, but I bet it's going to frustrate me. Let's hear it. Earl. <laughs> Earl. Well, this is a male bee, but his name is Buzzbee. Buzzbee. What? That's cute, right? I mean, bees and buzz. Yeah, it's extremely creative. Well. You know, that kid, the kid who did that is probably... I don't know, his mid-30s. You think that he still puts that on his resume or tells people, hey, you know the Honey Nut Cheerios bee? No one would believe him. No one would believe you. If you walked around saying, oh yeah, I named the... That sounds like something that, you know, a lame douchebag uses as a pickup line to start a conversation at a party. You know, the, um, the mascot for the Tulsa Drillers uh, minor league baseball team? Yeah. Hornsby? Yeah. Uh, my, my cousin won the contest to name him that. And see, I don't believe you. Oh. It's just not believable. If I was going to make it up, why wouldn't I just say it was me that did it? If you had a cereal, what would your mascot be? Well, what kind of cereal? Just say it's the Waffle Crisp. Let's say you are tasked with a new mascot for Waffle Crisp. Okay. And it can't be Roger Rabbit. I would make it an animated grandmother. <sighs> like um, the old lady in the Tweety Bird cartoons. Yeah, but why? Why? What's your rationale? Because they're the best at making waffles. No, they're not. Sure. Fucking diners are the best at making waffles. Oh, okay. So, I'd have like a surly waitress or a, a fat greasy cook? You know what I'd have? A talking, breathing, living waffle maker. And his, <laughs> you, know, you know how you close the waffle maker? That's his mouth. But he needs to, he needs to have a fucking terrifying voice like, <laughs> feed me waffles. <laughs> Do you know? No, he has a great friendly little voice because his name is Waffy and the kids love him. <laughs> well, the kids keep scorching their hands and burning their skin off every time they play with Waffy. So, let me tell you some taglines for Honey Nut Cheerios over the years. You ready? Um, just do it. These will make you mad. The first one is, it's from, nine, this was used in nine, the early 90s. It's irresistible. It's not even a buzz sound. It's irresistible. No. There's one, two, three, four Zs in that. I wonder if we have that fucking fifth grader to thank for that shit too. <laughs> the, the next tagline here was used in 95 through 2004 and that's nobody can say no to Honey Nut Cheerios. Eee, you're rapey. Did Vic Ross write that? The next one was used in, from 04 to 08 and it's, and that's 1904 to 1908. Um, from the hive, that's nuts about honey. I... These are dumbfounding me. Well, these were made by multi-million dollar ad agency campaigns. So, what do you know, Mr. Old Lady as my cereal mascot for kids? I think it, I think it could work. 
just some sweet old lady slowly totters into the frame and asks, would you kids like some waffles? <laughs> now that's rapey. And the kid turns to the TV and he's like, I damn right, I want some waffles. And then shows her <laughs> pouring the batter, stirring the batter, pouring it in and just smiling at you. Does she have to pause to take a break because of her arthritis? No, she gets the, the syrup out and the butter. She sets a nice place and then she opens up the waffle maker. She takes out the fresh waffle, sets it on a plate in front of the kid and then the kid looks down and instead he sees a cold bowl of cereal with waffle-shaped food products in it and he smiles like a jackass and starts eating it. See, I like it better if Waffy, the waffle maker, is just throwing up Waffle Crisp into his bowl. But, you know, I'm starting to see this old lady mascot. You know, the best part about old ladies, mm. hell of an ass. Nope. The last tagline here is the one they still use and it's based on Nellie's Ride With, Ride with Me what? song. There's, there's no H on with, Ride no. With Me and the tagline is, must be the honey. Oh, my God. Is there anything more lame than when brands try to be postmodern? Uh, yeah, your entire life is more lame. All right, moving on. Yeah, Honey Nut Cheerios number two. What's your next guess? Regular Cheerios. Why do you have to do that? Because I told you I know my cereal. Regular ass Cheerios are number one. Hell yeah. And I think it's bullshit that this boring, lame, tasteless version of Cheerios beats the delicious Honey Nut Cheerios. It's got to be because of babies and toddlers. So, Cheerios number one, also made by General Mills. Stupid babies. If babies are the worst. It has sold $436 million worth of cereal, a 30% increase over the prior year. Remember, Honey Nut Cheerios was down 16%. This is up 30%. They've sold 139 million boxes and their average unit price is $3.13, which is about 13 cents less than the average for Honey Nut Cheerios. Is ever, hang on, is everyone writing these notes down? This is important that you take all this down. Cheerios are, quote, America's favorite cereal by both revenue and boxes sold. General Mills tested more than 500 formulas and numerous shapes and sizes before landing on the winning combination in 1941. Although, do you know what Cheerios were originally called? Grumpy-O's. Loops and shit. <laughs> Just kidding. It, they were originally called Cherry-O-Ats. Cherry-O-Ats. I don't know. Oh, it's like, like, the... like oats. But oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Cherry-Oats. That must be it. Cherry-Oats. Okay. Uh, the name was changed to Cheerios four years later in 1945. Now, if you fast forward to current day, General Mills is, quote, enjoying a renaissance in the venerable cereal brand. Uh, I already mentioned the 30% increase in year-over-year sales. I think it's because they said they're good for your heart. Yeah, and uh, it's made with 100% natural whole grain oats and gluten-free. Hey, according to my doctor, I can eat that. Brandon's doctor told him he's dying, everybody. He said... Do not eat. He didn't say, I suggest you avoid. He said, do not eat salted or processed or red meats. Hot dogs? Did he bring up hot dogs? Just be honest. He did not say hot dogs. He said, they will cause you cancer. He didn't even say might. He just said, if I eat a sausage, I will get cancer and die. Hey, wait, if he eats those meats, 
you get cancer? <laughs> well, if you die, we'll mourn you here for a few seconds, but life will have to go on. I know that you would say you'd want the show to go on, so we are taking applications for a new sidekick host. Preferably this time someone that's after the baby boomer generation. An understudy? <sighs> Give me another guess. Frosted Flakes. All right, you're nailing it so far. Frosted Flakes number three. God damn. They are this made... is now going to be the best day of my life. Yeah. So, this and then finding Waffle Crisp and then round number 13 or 14 is your first son being born. Yes. And number three is Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out, right? So, Kellogg, this is Kellogg's highest branded, ser highest cereal on the list. They make Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes have sold just under $413 million over the last year and they've sold 132 million boxes. Frosted Flakes average unit price $3.12, one cent cheaper than Cheerios. Frosted Flakes are a staple of Americans' kitchen pantries since 1952. Do you know what the original name of Frosted Flakes was? No, tiger shit. Frosted tiger shit. Uh, it was actually Sugar Frosted Flakes before the word sugar was dropped in 1983. Now, here's a fun fact. Frosted Flakes, which is maybe my favorite cereal, all things considered, they're known as Frosties. The box literally says Frosties in the United Kingdom, Australia, and it's only Frosted Flakes in North America. Isn't that cute? I guess so. I like Frosted Flakes better. And Frosted Flakes account for almost 17% of Kellogg's cereal sales. And they make a lot of cereal, so that's a big deal. And the, the mascot for Frosted Flakes, Tony the Tiger, what's his catchphrase, Brandon? He says they're great. They're great. When I was a kid, the commercial would show like a kid doing a sport. Yeah, was this in black and white? Mm-mm. And kid's like rollerblading or something. But he's getting tired. Uh, he like can't hack it and he's getting sweaty and shit. And he thinks back to when he had a bowl of delicious frosted flakes for breakfast that morning and he says, grrr. And when he says grrr, he gets this like extra boost of energy and the music starts saying, you'll show them you're a tiger, show them what you can do. The taste of Kellogg's frosted flakes brings out the tiger in you. <sighs> it brings out the tiger in the kid. And he scores a goal or shoots a basket or kicks somebody in the face. Yeah. And everybody celebrates and he looks at the camera and he looks like a winner. And when I was a kid, I would have Frosted Flakes for breakfast. And then in PE, we'd be running in a circle and I'd get tired and I would go grrr and expect that rush of energy, that performance enhancing Frosted Flake energy. Yeah, they really ought to start testing UFC fighters for the performance-enhancing effects of Frosted Flakes. Yeah. And that's when I learned that the world was full of lies and shit. Yeah, and shitty podcasts like this. I'm curious, where did the tiger come from, like, originally? Why a tiger? What does a tiger have to do with cereal? Hmm. This is why you're here, to give me the answers and you're not coming through right now. I don't know. I mean, they got to have something that that says grr. I guess it could have been anything that growls. But, uh, okay. So, that's the that's the genesis of the whole thing then is... They needed something, a uh, big cat. They had the catchphrase first. They're great. And that right. led to what what roars or growls. They probably tried out a pirate <laughs> and then like a bear. Yeah. 
um, another pirate. And then they were like, let's just draw something. Let's just draw a tiger. Or, I mean, if you were doing this serial, what would it be? An old man this time? Or a homeless person as the mascot? For Frosted Flakes? <laughs> yeah. Now, Brandon, let's get back to the dressing. Guessing. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch is the first heavy hitter to shock me. It is not in the top. It's not even in the top 19. Isn't that fucking insane? <laughs> Captain Crunch? Come on. Tricks. Oh, I forgot about Tricks. Tricks is not in here either. Not in the top 19. God damn. Fruity Pebbles has got to be in there. Fruity Pebbles, number 10. Barely. But Cocoa Pebbles, which is far superior, is not anywhere in the top 19. Fruity Pebbles, number 10, it is made by Post. They have sold $172 million worth of cereal, 9% increase over the last year. And they've sold 54 million boxes that year. Uh, the average unit price, $3.19, right in the middle of the pack on that. Now, Fruity Pebbles is based on the animated series, The Jetsons. Just kidding, it's the Flintstones. They debuted in 1971. The colorful cereal is on a bit of a tear, says the article, of late posting double-digit unit volume growth. In the exciting world of cereal economics. Yeah, Fruity Pebbles accounted for more than 10% of Post's total cereal sales. I think this is Post's highest ranking cereal. Um, no, one more. This is Post's second best selling cereal. Fruity Pebbles, which by the way, are shit. Why would anybody eat Fruity Pebbles? Why would you do that to yourself? I like them. What? You buy Fruity Pebbles? I don't buy them. I haven't bought them in a long time, but if they were in front of me, I'd eat them. If, what's your second favorite behind Waffle Crisp? Hmm. Butt Crisp? God damn it. Hot Dog Flakes? Yeah. <laughs> um, cookie Crisp. Ooh, that's a good one. Not in the top 19, though. All right, give me another guess. Sugar Smacks. No. Sugar Smacks is the one with the frog, right? <laughs> and yes, gold, but he... Which, which ones are the one with the bear? Oh, Golden Grams is good, too. That's not on here, either. Golden Grams isn't the one with the bear. Well, Golden Grams does have a bear, but the one you might be thinking of is Sugar Crisp. Sugar Crisp has that bear that looks... He looks either sleepy or sneaky or high. His eyes are kind of like droopy. The Honey Smacks frog looks like he is just insane. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be stuck in a dark alley with the, the Smacks frog. What is it? Honey Smacks? I think it's Honey Smacks. I'm looking him up. I haven't seen him in a long time. It's just the impression that the Honey Smacks frog left me with was like, oh, yeah, he looks absolutely insane. <laughs> his mouth is just wide open. His eyes couldn't be bigger. <laughs> and yeah, I was right about that stupid ass bear. But look, his cereal just looks like a bunch of butts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. It looks like little butts. And his shirt says, dig em. Is that his catchphrase or something? Dig em? Yeah. Like D-I-G-M? Yeah, he wants you to dig into them with your spoon and eat them. Dig into something with your spoon. Give me another guess. Honeycomb. Oh, that's... You're reminding me of all these cereals I forgot about. Honeycomb's not on here. What about... Honeycomb's better than Waffle Crisp, by the way. Uh, Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms is number six. Lucky Charms is a badass cereal too. 
They are made by General Mills. And leprechauns. And leprechauns. I'll get to him. Don't worry. They've sold $283 million worth of boxes from 86 million boxes. They have an average unit price of three twenty eight, which I think is the highest that we've covered so far. It's because of all the fucking charms. Well, there's a bunch of overhead on the, the leprechaun. You pay, yeah, paying off leprechauns, building rainbows to harvest what's at the end of them. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't build the rainbows. They just journey to the end of them. Grinding up mythical creatures. So, General Mills came out with Lucky Charms in 1964. The breakfast staple has the leprechaun mascot. And this breakfast accounted for 11% of General Mills' total sales. Let's talk about the mascot. I got a lot of notes on him. His name is Lucky. No shit. He's also known as Lucky the Leprechaun and also known as Sir Charms, according to Wikipedia. Oh, okay. I've never called him that and I won't. Only his best of friends call him that. He was originally called L.C. Leprechaun. Uh, in 1975, Lecky, Lucky was briefly replaced by Waldo the Wizard in New England. Mm-mm. Nope. You, what? Waldo the Wizard? You got a problem with that? They try. No, I'm just telling them, nope, don't try that shit. We don't, <laughs> we don't want it. The first boxes of Lucky Charm cereal contained marshmallows in the shape of pink hearts, yellow moons, orange stars, and green clovers. Permanent roster of marshmallows now is up to eight as of 2013. Now, get this. The marshmallows are meant to represent Lucky's magical charms, each with their own special meaning or power. Here is what each marshmallow represents. The heart marshmallow represents the power to bring things to life. What? So, it's like the Jesus of the, of the marshmallows. The shooting stars marshmallows represents the power to fly. No, these are, they're, okay, just keep going. This is from General Mills. The horseshoes marshmallows is the power to speed things up. So, maybe speed up your morning routine, you're getting your breakfast, you're getting ready for school or work or to record the tennis podcast. The green clovers represent luck, but you never know what kind of luck you will get. General Mills, you need to stay in your lane. Blue moons represent the power of invisibility. The fuck? They're just bringing his superhero powers. Where's this, this shit? And I've never. <laughs> none of this shit has ever come into play on the box or on the commercials. This is part of the mythology. The rainbows represent <laughs> instantaneous travel from place to place. <laughs> like the Bifrost? <laughs> the red balloon represents the power to make things float. So it might be, might be brought to you by Pennywise. Yeah, tied to the it. And the last one, the unicorn marshmallow is they can cleanse, this is a quote, cleanse water with a touch of their horn, heal whatever troubles you, and always know when you are telling the truth. Why? I don't understand. <laughs> Fuck, Brandon, who needs these powers? <laughs> this, this is not for you to understand. This is the power of Lucky, of Sir Charms and his Lucky Charms cereal. They should have called Lucky the Leprechaun to fight Thanos because this guy, he's got it all. No, you just got to eat this shit to get these powers. Lucky sounds like the Thanos of the cereal universe. He's assembled all these magical stones to wield crazy power. The power to make things float. The power to cleanse water with a touch of your horn. The power to always know when you're telling the truth. 
<laughs> the power of invisibility. These are, this is real life, people. I wish I had the power to speed things up like the horseshoe so I could speed through the this fucking episode. Well, speaking of speeding, let me uh, make some guesses here. How about Rice Krispies? No. What? And since you brought up Rice Krispies, I'm going to give you some heavy hitters that are not in the top 10. Okay. Well, Rice Krispies, Cocoa Pebbles, Cap'n Crunch, Cocoa Puffs, Cuckoo for Cocoa, not in the top 10. He ha- I feel bad for him. He has a mental illness yeah, <laughs> that cuckoo. is on full display in every commercial and the kids are just like, fuck you, you're crazy. <laughs> Give me some chocolate. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, this frog is giving you butt cereal and has a fucking crazed look like he's going to murder your family. Uh, and he's, yeah. Come on, kids, eat some ass, ribbit. <laughs> uh, corn pops, you know, gotta have my pops. Gotta have those pops. Uh, Reese's Puffs, French Toast Crunch, Cookie Crisp, Wheaties, Honeycomb Tricks, Golden Grams. None of those are in the top 10. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is number five. Yeah. They're made by General Mills. They sold $344 million in sales last year from 105 million boxes sold. Average unit price of $3.27 and they made their debut in 1994. And their mascot is an old man. It is not. It is. I thought it was. I think that's old though. Their mascot now is just them, isn't it? Like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch squares? Uh-uh. It, well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't looked at that in a long time but... When I was a kid, it was... But the old man is not arthritis-riddled man making waffles in front of you while you're forced to sit there and watch her make the waffles. You don't know anything about good commercials. <laughs> about science. Hey, by the way, this frog got progressive. This frog got progressively scarier over the years. I'm looking at pictures of him now. He, yes, he, he did. The one in the 70s looks pretty sweet. Uh, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch has done that thing that barbecue play, barbecue joints do. And that is put a face on their food and trying to make you feel bad for biting it. So, now it's uh, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch mascots are a couple of little crunchies with eyes and mouths. And that old man who used to be their uh, mascot, his name was Wendell. Oh, my God. The most boring name of all They time. just had an old white guy named Wendell. <laughs> you telling me that that old lady couldn't work? Well, what's her name? Martha? Bertha, Gladys, um, Grammy. <laughs> okay, cinnamon toast crunch. I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's one of my favorites. Oh, Fruit Loops. Yeah, Fruit Loops number seven. And I got some good notes on Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops is number seven. Just follow my nose. I call that boring cereal. At least throw some marshmallows in there. Shit. Uh, is made by Kellogg, $269 million in sales, which is up 1%. They've sold 92 million boxes last year and the lowest price we've talked about so far, just $2.93 on average. Hey, that's a hell of a deal for what, what I think is one of the more delicious cereals out there. What? It's so boring. I mean, the colors are there, but the taste is very boring. I will admit, yeah, every taste, every f- fruit tastes the same. Well, every loop. It's funny you say that because Kellogg's admitted in the 90s that all loops 
are the same flavor. Yeah. Fruit Loops debuted in 1963, which is when Toucan Sam also debuted. Originally, the Loops were in red, orange, yellow, but green, blue, and purple were added in the 90s. But again, they all taste the same. Toucan Sam is the cartoon Toucan mascot. His character has been featured in the advertising since 1963. He exhibits the powerful ability to smell Fruit Loops from great distances. Yeah, just follow my nose. I'll tell you, that power is up there with invisibility, I think. <laughs> yeah, he says, follow your nose and always nose. Sometimes he would say that. I like how Wikipedia explains this too. This is their sentence on this. He exhibits the ability to smell Fruit Loops from great distances and invariably locates a concealed bowl of the cereal while intoning, follow your nose and always nose. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia has to have the most scientific explanation of of his powers. <laughs> his powers. Uh, but did you know that Toucan Sam had a cousin named Artie Artin uh-huh. for a few Fart Artin? Fart Artin, that's right. We got butt cereal and Fart Artin. So, he said Fruity Pebbles. What about Count Chocula? Count Chocula is not in here. What about uh, the other two spooky ones, Frankenberry and no. Ghostberry? Nope. Frosted Mini Wheats. Frosted Mini... Yeah, Frosted Mini Wheats number eight. I think that might be the one I was thinking of where they had faces on the cereal. They have them on that too. Yeah, Frosted Mini Wheats is number eight. They're made by Kellogg. $242 million in sales last year from 71 million boxes sold. Average price is very high. I think the highest so far, $3.40. Must be all that frost. Or maybe it's the machines they use to shrink the wheats into mini wheats. <laughs> the, the extremely expensive uh, miniaturization technology required. <laughs> right. Maybe Wendell's behind that. What about Wheaties? Wheaties is not there. By the way, mini wheats debuted in 1969. Wheaties is not in the top 10. I'm going to give you 19 through 11 real quick. Okay. Corn Flakes at number 19. Frosted Flakes, more boring, bland cousin. Apple Jacks at 18, the shittiest cereal on here. Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries, number 17, higher than Captain Crunch itself. The hell's that about? Raisin Brand Crunch, another dull cereal. For all you dull listeners out there, that's probably one of your favorites. <laughs> 15, Reese's Puffs. 14, the Special K Red Berries. 13, Rice Krispies. 12, Special K. Damn. And 11, Raisin Bran. Okay. Let's get back to the list. You need number four and number nine. You said Special K is not on there? Special K is 12. Life cereal? Yeah, life. Number nine is life. I've never eaten it in my life. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. That's funny. I don't know who's eating it. I can't say I've ever even tried it. It's Quaker. Quaker's only cereal in the top 10. It's uh, $178 million in sales last year from 58 million boxes sold and a low price per box of $3.06. It first debuted in 1961. It had one iconic TV commercial in the 60s with the quote, he likes it. Hey, Mikey. Yeah. And then everybody would say that little tagline and think that it was like the got milk of that era. Yeah, but not as good. It's on a downward trend, down 5% from last year, which is bad news for Quaker since it accounts for nearly a third of their total cereal sales. How about 
checks. Don't buy Quaker stock. And no, not checks. And you know, kicks isn't on here either. No checks. No kicks. Colon blow. What the hell? It's from Saturday Night Live. The high fiber cereal colon blow. No. No bootios on here either for you New Day fans. Uh, honey bunches of oats. Honey bunches of oats. Number four. I knew it. It's Post's top selling cereal brand. Number four. Yeah, you knew it. It's like your 50th guess. They sold $375 million in sales last year from 111 million boxes and a high price of $3.37. And it's cool. It's not cool. It's interesting. (laughs) It's interesting that they're at number four since they are one of the newest cereals on here debuting in 1989. The newest cereal in the top 10, by the way, was Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Old Wendell himself debuted in 94. I've never had a bite of Honey Bunches of Oats. I haven't either. It's got to be old people eating it. Old people and it must be the generation before you even. The lost generation? Yeah, those people are like skeletons eating cereal. So, tell me your favorite cereal on here. Well, you said Waffle Crisp. Waffle Crisp. My favorite of the top 10? Yeah. Let me go through the top 10. So, starting at number 10, we got Fruity Pebbles, Life, Frosted Mini Wheats, Fruit Loops, Lucky Charms, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Honey Bunches of Oats, Frosted Flakes, Honey Nut Cheerios, and number one, Cheerios. It's got to be Frosted Flakes. Yeah. I'm still hoping every time for that boost of Frosted Flake performance enhancement. I got to tell you though, the power to fly from Lucky Charms is pretty great. And the power to, thr- the power to bring things back to life, How- also pretty great. <laughs> Compared to just making water a little bit clean or being able to tell the truth. (laughs) Water, I forgot about the water. Yeah. It'd be even better if you could turn water into peanut butter, like our scenario that we used to love to talk about. Remember where everything in the world that's water is actually peanut butter? Yeah, I remember. (laughs) You know, if I would have known as a kid that if I just ate Lucky Charms, I could bring my grandfather back to life, (laughs) I probably would have tried them. Yeah. I should have advertised that a little more. Yeah. So, that's the top 10 best-selling cereal brands in America. That's our episode today. Maybe next time we'll do the best-selling fucking Pop-Tart flavors. Who knows? Yeah. All right. My name's Nick. He's Brandon. We will see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.